Yeah, what is the off-season plan <laughs> when, this, when, when, when baseball's done? Has that been addressed yet? <laughs> yeah, someone will figure that part Liam, out. Liam, Chase. So, as long as it doesn't die on us. As long as he doesn't die on you. Somebody's going to take care of that fish. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Wild weather day ahead today. You might hear a lot of local meteorologists kicking around the term pneumonia front. Come on. We got to have a name for well, it. I, everything has to have, everything no. has to have a name. How about cold front? Well, it, it is a cold. This is a very, yep. <laughs> you're not in the marketing department. You're uh, out. Oh, you're right. Everything has to have a name. So a pneumonia front, there are actually very specific meteorological parameters for something to be called a pneumonia front. You okay. heard in Brendan Johnson's forecast there. We're going to get to a high of near 80 degrees, and then we'll quickly drop into the 50s by late this afternoon. So here's what Nisnansky wrote about that over at TMJ4, the chief meteorologist there in his write-up on today's weather. This may qualify as a technical pneumonia front. What is that? You need to see a drop in temperature of 16 degrees or more. This looks achievable. Also a very small chance of a stray shower Tuesday evening. Is Nansky and uh, Brendan Johnson, they're looking at a better chance for rain Thursday evening into Friday. So, I mean, if if this plays out, as it says, you're near 80, and all of a sudden you're into the 50s real fast. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly the noise we're going to be making, you and me, at our various track entanglements oh this evening. There's not a worse place to be than at a track meet tonight when this happens. Do you, you have conference tonight? Yeah. Okay, so do we. So we'll be at Wisconsin Lutheran. We're in the falls. So when that front comes through, because I'm talking to my son who runs, and I'm like, uh, now pack some warm stuff. He goes, no, coach said it's going to be warm. It is. (laughs) When you start, when it's dark. You will be freezing. And you're waiting for that last 1,600-meter relay at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. It's going to be in the 50s. Guys, our, our children know better than us. So, so just right. Yeah. Just let them find out the hard way. <laughs> I don't know how we haven't already. Like every, it, it's baffling, isn't it? Right. You look out the window. Looks nice, dude. You're gonna be there for six hours. You have a phone that can give you the temperature right now, and then the temperature again in three hour hours. Hour by hour. Yeah, you will right. see the difference. Look at it. Well, you've heard it here first, all right? The possible pneumonia front blows through late this afternoon, so be ready. Five thirteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All sports desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. It was some bad brew last night in St. Louis. The Cardinals have risen from the dead and did it with authority last night, pounding Milwaukee 18-1 to in game one of a three-game series. Freddie Peralta was off, so was the rest of the bullpen. Mike Brasso had to finish the game on the mound for Milwaukee. Nolan Arenado. Got the party started for the Redbirds. And the pitch, line down the left field line. This is trouble if it's fair, and it is gone. He's homered now in four consecutive games. It's his 10th of the year. And the Brewers' skipper, not much to say following this one. Uh, while Jack Flaherty was locked in for St. Louis, Peralta couldn't avoid early game pylon numbers. Freddie was just, he just wasn't in sync. I mean, all the credit to him, he got it going for a couple innings and made enough pitches. Um... But in general, just a little bit out of whack, um, especially to start the game. Um, and they, they made him pay. Game two reset tonight. Pitts Wade Miley against Jordan Montgomery. Pre-game is 6-10 here on 6-20 WTMJ. Bucks coaching candidates continue to pile up. And is Monty Williams 
just ousted by Phoenix, a possible replacement. Prior to getting canned by the Suns, he took note of the Bucks and others making moves around him that are just part of the gig. Uh, when you look at really good coaches uh, who've lost their jobs shortly after winning a championship, right. you know, that's something that is just different about um, our business. Um, but I, I've always felt like I have to do my job, not worry about it. But you do scan the landscape and see what's going on. And four teams remain in those NBA playoffs in the West. Denver and L.A., they kick off that best-of-seven series tonight in Colorado. The Lakers, remember, they barely made the playoffs, and now here they are. What say you, LeBron? Do you guys feel like you're playing with house money at this point? What does that mean? Well, I, mean, I mean, I know what it means. As, as, far, as, as far as expectations from, from the outside. Nah. As Vanda will say, nah. 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 No, LeBron knew it all along. He, he, he's LeBron. He, he just he thinks he can will something to happen. And by gosh, it didn't look good, but here they are in the final four of the NBA playoffs, LeBron and the Lakers. I know the ratings have been good, but I have zero energy behind this playoff run. Well, yeah, <laughs> you and me and Eric and everybody else in Milwaukee while we just sit here and watch the Bucks do nothing Burr. in the offseason. Yeah. 517 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, The Fish was on TV. That's next. Five twenty one on Wisconsin's morning news and a story we first brought you <laughs> that is sweeping the sports world. Eric. Yes, sweeping the sports. Yes, world. everybody's talking about it. So well, they're going to be the fish made TV. How about that? So you remember we were talking about how my uh, my kids thirteen U thirteen baseball team had a fish for a mascot that they would bring into the dugout, <laughs> bring them good luck. They'd have it sit in the dugout. They'd bring it out on the field after they won the game. Got to a couple of championships with it. Yes, the fish's name is uh, Stony. Stony, yeah. Well, anyway, Stony made TV. Delaney Bry from TMJ4 News went out and and interviewed the team. When the Landon Stone men take the field, they look like any ordinary little league team, but they have a very unusual mascot. Carter just kind of had the idea to get a fish. A spontaneous purchase, yes. We were just out to lunch one day in between games, and like Archer said, there was an aquarium. The team did do some serious recruiting before offering the job to a goldfish. They were the cheapest, so we just decided to go with that and the cheapest tank. After short negotiations with his agent, he was uh, $17.93. Stoney the goldfish suited up for his first game hours later, making a nice first impression. Oh yeah, the first couple games we got him, we were doing really good with him. We had a tournament, it was like our first like game with him and we uh, we went to the championship game. Still tank surfing with his new teammates. A couple of us on the team have fish tanks. Uh, Liam took it the first couple of days and then Chase is gonna take it tonight. Plan on Stony the Goldfish being with the team all season long. As long as he, like any athlete, 
can stay healthy. I think so, as long as it doesn't die on us. I think. Yeah, I think we're good then. Delaney Bry, <laughs> TMJ. Go. I think we're good then. As long as the fish doesn't die. Nice. <laughs> so, so far, so good. Although it didn't help them really last night. They lost in the bottom of the seventh last night. So, otherwise. Nice fish... weather for Stoney, though. I mean, you raised the specter of the changing temp. Like, how about <laughs> yeah. you bring Stoney out this afternoon? His water temp is. In the 70s. Yeah, it's balmy and nice there, and then all of a sudden things The pneumonia change. front blows through, <laughs> and Stoney ain't got no sweatshirt. Right? Right, and then all of a sudden you need Ooh. a new mascot. The cheapest mascot that you can find. So, yeah, so so far so good. We made the TV news, now it's official. Seventeen ninety three. Well, yeah, the, the price for Stony. They had to buy the uh, the little plastic okay. aquarium that they carried around. Say, it's a pretty pricey goldfish. I mean, usually they go for a little bit less than yeah, that. Yeah, I think the goldfish itself was probably like three bucks and maybe <laughs> right. another couple the bucks. The tank the cost f- more. <laughs> yeah. So I heard uh, Liam in there and Chase. Uh, Archer was in there. August was in there. My kid made the, uh, he, he, there's a one second shot of my kid. If you want to watch it, you can see Got in it. some B-roll there? Yeah, he got in some B-roll. He, he, say, he says, he's like, oh, there's a big shot of me. And I looked, I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, that's not a, <laughs> you, you are on screen, I guess. You but. know what's hilarious is, you know, our kids' generation, they don't watch TV like we did. Right. Right? In, in any way. They don't flip on the TV and go from 4, 6, and 12 and back and forth and whatever. They're streaming or they're YouTubing or, you know, all of yeah. these other things. But they still think it's a damn big deal to get on TV. Yeah, super exciting, right? And all the parents are getting all right. excited about it. So you're right. There is still something there. There's still the lure of the boob tube. Yeah, and now they have to deal with all the distractions of the media. <laughs> yeah, because now everyone's mm-hmm. going to want to go. Journal Sentinel's going to be all over this story. Now next. they got reporters out at the games. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm just trying to focus on what i got to do today. I'm feeling in some grounders here, that, that taking in my coach. BP. The coach is going to have to explain some of his uh, decision-making. You know, why did, you, why did you do the hit and run there in the third inning? Like That'll be some of the questioning now because of this. And when can we hear from the fish? Why wasn't Stoney <laughs> interviewed? That's all I, I mean... <laughs> Just a couple of bubbles yeah. and whatnot. How did he look in in the video? Did he, did he look I, good? I thought he looked good. He looks big. Yeah, he looks strong. I think all is well. He looked all right yesterday. Yesterday was the first time I'd seen him in a bit. So, yeah, still still good. And I saw him in person. He was exchi- He was being uh, given to a different player to take home. So, yeah, yeah, so so far, so good. Yeah, what is the off-season plan <laughs> when the when, when – when baseball's done, has that been addressed yet? <laughs> yeah, someone will figure that part Liam, out. Liam, Chase. So, as long as it doesn't die on us. As long as he doesn't die on you. Somebody's going to take care of that fish. Annex Wealth Management's webinar, The Inflation and Rate Hikes and Bears, oh my, now available in full on WTMJ.com. Wisconsin's Afternoon News host, John Mercure, along with Annex Wealth Management's Dave Spano, discuss the current economic climate and how to plan for your best financial future. You can visit the Features tab on WTMJ.com or just text the word Annex, that's A-N-N-E-X, to the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Annex Wealth Management's newest webinar, The Inflation and Rate Hikes and Bears, Oh my, news about your money this morning in the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Uh, Good day on the markets yesterday. Dow Jones Industrial Average was up nearly 50 points to 33,349. NASDAQ up over 80 to 12,365. S&P 500 closed at 4136. That was up a little over 12 points on the day. Get on track with investment and retirement planning. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. Forty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. They're going to be Eric banding the Falcons today. 
Yeah, it's a big day. It's a big, it every, is a big day. For everybody me loves this. Every Except year you. It happens. I don't. I don't not love it. I just kind of don't get it. The Falcons. Ah. Good. I pulled that just for you. <laughs> every year we energies, and they've got these Falcons. They they mm-hmm. make a, a nest kind of high up on one of the towers at the Oak Creek power plant. Every year the Falcons lay eggs. Every year they put a camera up there so you can watch the eggs. And then watch the eggs hatch, and then you have the baby falcons there chirping around or whatever they do. Every year they have a naming contest. Those come up with very original names, right? So they asked the internet this year to pick the names based on college mascots from within the state. For a while there, I was mildly interested because out of nowhere, Norby the Green Knight from my alma mater was in the lead. Yes. I'm like, really? I mean, we're a small school. I like that. So that was interesting for a little while, but uh, yeah, Norby is not the choice. So here are the names chosen by the internets for the three chicks that were hatched at the Oak Creek Power Plant. Do you, do you have to play that? <laughs> yeah, it needs, it's going to run the whole time. Hope you like it. You said you were interested oh in my Falcons. Worse than an alarm clock. <laughs> Ringtone available, Eric. <laughs> so Ollie. In honor of Ollie the Owl from Waukesha Technical College, Ember in honor of Ember the Firebird at Carthage, and then it it had to happen, right? Bucky in honor of Buckingham Badger. What is his name? Buckingham U Badger or Eugene Buckingham, something like that. Sounds right. Anyway, Bucky the Badger, University of Wisconsin-Madison. You would hope so. I mean, that's our biggest school. So they're having a big event this morning. I think we're going to send Finn there. You're going to send them because yeah. they have like some sort of what well, they put the I bands on them do. because there's a little I'll, I'll grant you there's a little bit more to it. Uh, here's what We Energies tells us. A total of 433 chicks have been born at WPS and We Energies power plants in Wisconsin and Michigan since this program began in the early 90s. 20 percent of all the peregrine falcons born in the wild in Wisconsin during that time hatched at the We Energies and Wisconsin Public Service facilities. So is helping the endangered bird escape possible extinction. Uh. So it's a good thing. I just... Okay, falcon or falcon? <laughs> Ooh, where, where, where do you question. guys... I'm a yeah. falcon. Yeah, yeah, me too. Except for in Star Wars, I know Han always called it the falcon. See? See and, and I grew up like NFL, Atlanta Falcons. I said falcons. Really? To the For the football team, yeah. Greg, you want you? you no, I've always been Falcon. Yeah. Okay. Must it's a that's a regional thing, right? I guess. Jaguar, Jaguar. Well, regardless, Ollie, Ember, <laughs> and Bucky will be banned. Moving on today. <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. That Brewers weekend sweep over the Royals got kicked in the throat last night in St. Louis. The Cardinals erupted for 18 runs, 10 of them in the eighth inning alone. Oh, and pitcher Jack Flaherty, who was struggling, went seven shutout innings and kept Milwaukee in check. Alert first-place Brewers. The Cardinals had a clubhouse meeting recently. They've now won four straight and seem to be back on track. At this point, you just got to get greedy one game at a time, and we're looking to take all of them. And... Uh... We, we put our own backs against the wall. We're dealing with humans, and this game has a lot of emotions tied to it. Um, overall confidence is driven by it. So 
I couldn't agree more that that, that was an important meeting, and uh, we're seeing the benefits of it. That's St. Louis skipper Ali Marmol. Game two tonight has Wade Miley against Jordan Montgomery. Dial it in with the pregame programming at 610 here on 620. WTMJ. What was the score again? Uh, let me just uh, uh, carry the one to ten run inning in the eighth, eighteen to one. Oh, barrel roll. There you go. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't get the memo on all the little, you know, sound effects. Welcome of, to Wisconsin's morning <laughs> news, pal. Love it. <laughs> Boat race <laughs> also applies. Uh, wouldn't it be ironic if the Bucks and Suns swapped head coaches? There is some traction in the NBA circles that Bud could wind up in Phoenix and Monty Williams in Milwaukee. Days before the Suns parted ways with Williams, who coached against Bud and the Bucks in the 2021 NBA Finals, he addressed the frail nature of the business. You do the best you can, and um, if things don't turn out the way you want them to, you can, you can sleep and rest because you did the best you could, and that's all you can do. But I'm, I'm not closed-minded to what I've seen around the league. A lot of these guys have lost their jobs. They're good friends of mine. And um, I know the types of coaches they are and the types of people they are. Stay tuned. On the court, no Suns in the West, no Bucks in the East. It'll be Nuggets and Lakers kicking off the Western Conference Finals with Game 1 in Denver tonight. Tomorrow night in Boston, it's Celtics Heat to begin the East Finals. And this weekend, it's Major number 2 on the PGA Tour with the PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester. Uh, Justin Thomas, he's the defending champ. And like a true champ, he knew just what to do with the hardware once he earned it last year. But then I, I wanted to go see my buddies at home in Louisville, so I took it home with me uh, to Louisville, and one of my buddies had a little house party, and we filled it up with some beer and, and drank it. So it's it's little stuff like that that's fun. But unfortunately, we've been going through a move, and it hasn't been out and displayed. So uh, hopefully we'll have one to bring home to display with them. Yeah, Vince, when, when you get the Wanamaker trophy. a good trophy, plan. Just get another one. Yeah, get another one. <laughs> Which and then you have bookends, and then you can pour more beer in the second one. I cannot get used to the PGA Championship being this time of year. No, it's, I don't like it. I, I know my son said, you know, PGA is this week, and I'm like, wait, no, what? it's not. No, it's like, <laughs> yes, it is, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Coming up next, we're going to focus a little bit more on the night of carnage in Milwaukee and something that you're hearing from people directly affected by it. That seems a little bit refreshing. That story is next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on this Tuesday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. I want to take a moment this morning and ask you to listen to the sound of human tragedy. (laughs) This is what it looks like when when you don't access, when you don't obey the law. That is a Milwaukee woman whose one-year-old daughter was among the dead in that terrible, reckless driving crash that involved one car going some 80 miles an hour on city streets that ran a red light and another car where the driver was, according to authorities, drunk just before midnight late Sunday evening. Arnisha Beckworth, that was her crying there, her daughter, one-year-old, one of five killed in that crash, 60th and Fondelac. Now, the driver, according to investigators, An 80-miles-an-hour red-light-running driver, just 20 years old, arrested, facing charges, also uh, critically injured. Among the charges, homicide by negligent use of a motor vehicle. According to family at the scene of this vigil, they had a vigil and a balloon release for the victims last night. That driver was actually the little girl's godmother. 
And so TMJ4 was there reporting from that scene. Also killed in this one crash, Eric, 15-year-old Michaela Rattler, 15-year-old Mercedes Brown Weeks, 17-year-old Israel Williams, and a 32-year-old man who was in the car as well. Where do you want to start? I mean, just an absolute tragedy playing out. And the driver of the second car arrested, as we said, on suspicion of OWI. Actually, I'll add one more. That same night, hour and a half later, 29th and Capitol Drive, another deadly crash. We're told the driver hit a tree and then died on the way to the hospital. There were three other people in that car at the time. One of them is in critical condition. That's uh, TMJ4's Tom Durian on that story. So six dead in one night. Six dead. The mayor calling for this to be a wake-up call as far as the reckless driving goes. But we talk about it all the time. There's only so much the city can do. And these lawmakers or city leaders or what have you. And that's where I want to take the rest of the conversation here. You also had Saturday afternoon, I'll add, 11-year-old child tossed out of a wrecked car as it slammed into a building. That was at 14th and Galena. Driver of that stolen vehicle took off running, left the badly injured kid. Don't see a report on arrest yet in that case, but uh, we are checking with MPD on that. So back to that original scene that we were talking about, the vigil for the victims in the 60th and Fond du Lac crash. Family members speaking out. And I want you to listen again for what you hear and what you don't hear. It wasn't a mistake. It was just somebody being careless, stupid, not following rules. Everybody got to follow rules. Rules are made for a reason. That's the child's, the one-year-old's great-grandfather speaking out in the TMJ4 report. I asked you to listen for what you hear and what you don't hear. You did not hear there's not enough for young people to do. You did not hear we need better driver's education classes. You did not hear excuses. You heard it wasn't a mistake. It was someone being careless. You heard calling out the behavior. So please, please think before you act. We all have to take more responsibility and talk to our loved ones and hold each other accountable not to be driving around out here recklessly because this is one of the most dangerous cities to drive in. That's another family member there speaking out. Refreshingly, again, what you did not hear was calls for traffic calming measures and better lighting and bumping out curbs and red light cameras and speed bumps. What you heard was calls for responsibility and accountability. A plea for people to talk with each other, to care for each other. Take this into your homes. This is the component that's missing from so many of our conversations about reckless driving. And it's the only part of the conversation that is truly going to turn this around. Build all the gimmicks you want into the road. Spend all the money you want at this intersection or that. and Hire all the cops you want. Put them on every street corner. This does not change until responsibility and accountability become the centerpieces of a new attitude. And sadly, it took another tragedy on the roads to get us maybe a little bit closer to that.